calling all married couples. Running a successful business takes a lot of effort and can steal precious time away from your spouse. How do you protect your marriage from the stress of business? Get Tandem, the Married Entrepreneur's Guide for Greater Work-Life Balance. Go to thetandembook.com and pick up your copy today. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Robert and Kaylee Fukui are business consultants, speakers, and new authors of the book Tandem, The Married Entrepreneur's Guide for Greater Work-Life Balance. For our longtime listeners, you're probably thinking, why does the name Fukui sound familiar? Well, it's because Robert and Kaylee were featured way back in 2019. If you'd like a primer on their signature power couples by design, mosey over to episode eight and then meet us back here where we'll continue the conversation on optimizing relationships. Hey, Robert and Kaylee, welcome to the Boost Podcast. All right, Kelly, it's great to see you. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks for having us on again. Yes, yes. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. 2019 was the last time that our listening community, so some of the folks may be hearing your names for the first time. And if that's the case, give us a little glimpse into who you all are and what you do. That's a a loaded question. (laughs) But we're married 16 and a half years, going strong. Uh, We got no kids, but we got a little fur baby. As you know, Kelly, you fell in love with our dog Pippa when we saw you a couple months ago. I did. Um, yeah, she wanted to keep her. Yes. <laughs> Besides being married and loving each other and surviving six weeks on a road. And you guys, book. I didn't kill him. He's still alive. Yeah. We well, as far as you know, I haven't been. <laughs> that could be Weekend at Bernie's situation where I'm still <laughs> propped up artificially. But uh, we're, we're, for lack of a better term, I guess, marriage and business coaches, professionally speaking. We help married entrepreneurs create greater work-life balance. And so they can win in business and marriage at the same time. And we love to travel. You know, that's why we did six weeks on the road in the car by ourselves. What's <laughs> seen, our new seen book? The, seen the country. And uh, yeah, we love to travel. So that's, um, that's always a good excuse to get out on the road. And we love to cook. Yeah, and we're foodies. We love to eat too. So. Occasionally we can be caught with a glass of wine in our hands. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... That's kind of it's kind of in a in a nutshell. Good stuff. And since you've done all the talking thus far, Robert, you know what? Oh, I'm no. going to ask Kaylee. <laughs> well, let's rewind 16 years ago and tell us, Kaylee, how did you and Robert meet? Oh, we met online, ChristianCafe.com. I don't know if they're still around, but he, my girlfriends were all on online dating. I was the last one in my Bible study group. And so put a picture up because, you know, if they want blonde, blue eyes, that's fine. But that's not me. <laughs> and well, I don't want to waste anybody's time. And I want to be honest. Well, actually, I did see a picture where you were blonde. Oh, yeah. I have been blonde <laughs> in the past. You're right. And I've been red too. But so I put the picture and the profile up and I would go on. They had free days. My girlfriends told me because they had been doing it before I was. Mm -hmm. And every so often they'd give you free days. So I would go on my free days because I didn't pay uh, for the subscription. And I would check my emails and I got one from Robert. And so eventually there was a first date. Yes. 
There was a first date. So tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> so, the, sunny, do tell. <laughs> so the first date, um, he asked me before we went out, he's like, where do you want to go? And I said, you decide. And he's like, well, I don't know the area. I'm like, yeah, I know, but you decide because, you know, I don't know. Is he going to want to take me on a, a water date? Is he going to want to take me <laughs> on a coffee, food? You know, you don't know what. And plus, you know, men like a little, a little work. So we ended up she keeps telling me <laughs> we ended up meeting and took me to dinner picked a really nice restaurant on the pier and we had dinner there now there's more to that story though because i read the book yeah. so tell, so so yeah, you can't you yeah. can't hide it yeah <laughs> okay so you asked me for the second date well so you know this our, is kind of this kind of gives you a glimpse into our relationship early on especially kaylee how she thinks but you know, when we, even though we had conversed on the phone a couple of few times before the date, for some reason, I guess I never asked her what she did for a living. Mm-hmm. And so during dinner, I asked her, oh, so what do you do? And she's, she answered, oh, I work for family business. And I go, oh, okay, what, what kind of business do you guys have? And she says, dog food. And I'm like, what do you mean dog food? She says, oh, we sell dog food. So I'm thinking, you know, with my marketing background, I'm thinking, okay, do you sell wholesale or retail? And she says, oh, we sell retail. Mm-hmm. And I said, just dog food? Or do you sell like other types of animal food? And she said, no, just dog food. And I'm thinking, man, that's that's really niche. I've never seen a store mm-hmm. that just sold dog food, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And so anyways. So we have a family business. I'm third generation entrepreneur. And it would be really easy for him to find me mm-hmm. because we're the only type of business in the area. Mm-hmm. And in the past I've had people, it sounds really sweet and lovely, but say you go out on a Friday night and then they show up at my work on Saturday with mm. coffee and a muffin. Mm-hmm. And I am very uncomfortable because now you're in my space workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. my space. It'd mm-hmm. be like one was like a dentist and it would be like me going to his office and surprise here mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. during his work day with coffee and a muffin. I don't know how he would, uh, if he would be okay with that, but I was very uncomfortable. So I didn't want to give out too much information mm, about what I did. Okay. So find me <laughs> yeah, and show up. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, it got me thinking. I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Right. So anyways, the rest of the day went well, the, the, the evening. And then after dinner, because the restaurant was on the pier, we took a walk around the pier and I walked her to her car and I said, yeah, you know, I had a really good time. And she responded, so did I, or she said, so did I. And so I asked her, uh, so do you want to do this again? And you responded with, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't, it wasn't the, it wasn't the energy I was expecting, right? right? (laughs) The response you were wanting. (laughs) And so, you know, definitely very nonchalant, whatever, the shrug of the shoulder and yeah, whatever, take it or leave it. So, you know, I'm, so this is all going on in my head. I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what she means by that. Or, you know, she said, okay, Mm -hmm. but her body language clearly said, I'm not into you. Right. So it's an hour drive back to Pasadena. So I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to be driving home thinking, what the heck did she mean? Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, let's close the deal now. One way or the other. I was good. Yes or no. Either What's way. What's the deal? Well. <laughs> He's a businessman, Kaylee. Yes. Come on. Yeah, I was in sales. I was in sales. in pharmaceutical sales at the time. Um, so anyways, so I said, hey, I'm going to be back in town on Wednesday. So do you want to go out again? I'm not sure what I'm doing on Wednesday. I'm like, I don't want to commit. I mean, like, what if something else pops up? There's something better. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like washing her hair, you know, doing hair right, color. Right. So she did reluctantly, I know, not reluctantly, but she did say, okay, well, let's do it again. So she because did. Let me off. Yeah. So she did say yes. Said it. Um, yeah. So it, it got, 
at least for getting the third date, it was a lot easier than the second one. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, at least, at least I, at least I had, you know, peace of mind driving home that we're having a second date. And our dating, the whole dating thing didn't get any easier than that. I don't think, but I just thought, well, you know, he'll just walk away like, oh, she's too much trouble. I'm not going to bother yeah, and just mean, keep I mean, on going. But <laughs> <laughs> but Robert is wired differently. He's he's into the chase. And that's a yes, great exactly. so and that was a glimpse into perhaps what working with your spouse might be like. So as uh-huh. we transition into the life of a husband and wife um entrepreneurs, couples in business together, I would love for you all to just sort of share with us what does that look like? Your book, Tandem, goes into a lot of strategies, and I know you all share a lot of your own story in supporting the readers, and I know you also have learned a lot along the way. And so when you reflect on just sort of the work that you all have done and or some of the themes that you may have seen as you're supporting different couples in business... What are perhaps two or three of the themes that you're seeing around challenges that couples in business may be having as they're navigating sort of work and life together? I'd say one of the common themes that we see is boundaries. People have a really Mm -hmm. challenging time. We bought into this uh, belief or this lie that we have to just work, 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 put everything we have into our business. And then we neglect the family and the kids. And it's really challenging. And it's okay to say no. As entrepreneurs, I think it's easy for us to think, oh, we got to do it all ourselves. We got to micromanage. I can't trust you. I can't let go of this. No one's going to do it like me. And honesty, that's not really the truth. And then Robert, what would you say? What's a theme that you are seeing? And with that comes being able to resolve conflict. Mm. I think because you have a lack of boundaries, like Kaylee would say, I come home and I just volunteered for another being on another another board of directors. <laughs> I was stacking them up at one period of time. Just like another one. So, you know, when there's lack of boundaries, what happens is we're just saying yes to everything um, and, and no to the important things like family and relationships. Well, then discussions happen. Or what our pastor says, intense fellowship, you know, <laughs> hey, this stuff is encroaching on our time. And so what happens is then you get in these arguments and, you know, about what's important. Hey, I got to do business because business is providing income for the family. It's right. important. Yada, yada, yada. You go back and forth. So inevitably, yes, you got to establish boundaries, but you also got to be able to resolve conflict or the differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is the one crucial thing that if you get the one tool down, being able to resolve conflict, Mm. then you can do anything together, regardless if you're working together or not. But I was one of those guys, those those business owners that didn't think it was a good idea to go into business with their spouse. Mm. When I first started consulting, Kaylee would ask me, what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. And I said, I got this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not that I truly knew I got this. It's just that I didn't think it was a good idea to work with your wife or work with your spouse. And so I just said, you know, for the sake of the relationships, I don't think, you know, I got this. Well, you know, looking back, obviously we've been able to work together and a lot of it is because we're able to resolve the differences. Mm -hmm. And that came from the two years of counseling we went to before we even got married. Right. You know, the the part two of our dating story was four weeks in or four dates into our relationship. Kaylee suggests I go to counseling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and so you gotta read the book you guys so, yes i'm a glutton for punishment 
So reluctantly I did. And I mean, you heard the story, but you mm-hmm. definitely read the book, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a funny thing. But anyways, all that to say, looking back, that was the best thing for our relationship. And all the things that couples deal with after the fact, after they walk down the aisle, we dealt with before marriage, which mm-hmm. was in-laws, mm-hmm. finance, home, you know, all the basic critical things we've argued about in marriage, we dealt with with a counselor and she taught us tools along the way of how to resolve the differences. You take that, that's a transferable skill. Yeah. So whether you work together or not, um, you can do anything together. So as Kaylee said, boundaries, developing healthy boundaries between business and home. And then just being able to resolve conflict, knowing how to do that is is a key is a key skill. Now, talk to us a bit about work life balance, um, because you know I think it's this sort of uh, utopia, this place that's unachievable, or at least that's what people believe or feel. Um, is it even possible, um, like for folks to have a successful career or business while also having a really healthy and successful relationship and marriage. Yeah. The, that unicorn, right? <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> well, of course we'd have to say yes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you wrote a book on it. Yes. Um, and it really comes down to the first thing is defining what work-life balance means mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a, it's not a quantitative measurement. You know, it's not how much time you spend in business or marriage. It's a, it's a qualitative measurement. It's the quality of time you spend in each one of those. So even in the midst of working, you know, you know, like we're launching this book and going on this book tour. So obviously there's periods of time where their schedule is a little bit different. We have to put a little bit more time into, in this case, for our case, the book. But even in the midst of that, how do we make sure we had quality time in the midst of that to stay connected and not just be just grinding it out, right? And so defining that, what that looks like, and also understanding in certain periods of time, how do we navigate making sure we have quality time together, regardless of how busy our schedule gets? Yeah, we go through the calendar. Once a week, we have our meetings and we look at the calendar. Okay, this week, I'm going to be super busy. Okay, all right. So then let's plan in two weeks. And when things calm down a little bit, we'll do a date night. We'll spend go to the beach. We'll do something like that. Because you like with the book, you know, back to boundaries. Mm-hmm. We had to say no to a lot of things when we were on our six-week book tour. We couldn't do it all. And so it was just the season that we were in and we knew it was going to be busy. And then we thought, okay, we get back home. Let's plan some fun time. And so we just kind of have to, what do you call it? Plan spontaneity. Plan spontaneity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it really starts with defining what it looks like. And then what does our best life look like in the future? But even in the present, as we're achieving, how do we make sure we enjoy the process, Mm -hmm. enjoy the journey, right? Too many times, we're waiting for a certain milestone or retirement to enjoy life. And then sometimes that never happens because, you know, one milestone becomes another one because we're so, as achievers, we're so used to just checking the box and we're going on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't even celebrate the little things that we've we've done, right? Or you wait for retirement and we've had friends and you mm-hmm. probably had friends where someone's health, one of the, the spouse's health goes bad the moment, like literally we've seen it, like the moment they retire. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't, you, you can't plan for the future like that. You have to be able to enjoy the moment as you go along regardless. And, and you can have both, but it's just it's just a, a matter of really prioritizing and, and planning. Yeah, and being intentional and it, it's coming up with your vision and it's different for every couple. It's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever in all of your years of supporting different couples, 
Have you ever come across a couple where you're like, mm, you should not? Because remember, Robert, you led with, you know, you were one of those guys that said, oh, I would never be in business with my spouse. Have you ever come across a couple where you advise them that they shouldn't engage in business at some level just because of whether it's like some sort of incompatibility around just their approach or anything like that? Or do you believe that, Every couple has some sort of glimmer of opportunity to work together in business. Yeah, every every couple definitely has the ability to work together. I think, and so far, every every couple that's come to us are either already working in business, mm-hmm. right? So we've never had a situation where we'd have to recommend against it. Mm-hmm. Although there definitely have been a couple couples where they're definitely at each other's throat, and it's definitely challenging. Um, but still, even that's repairable. And it comes down to what I said earlier was conflict resolution. The reason why they don't work well together is just they can't resolve differences, which goes to the number one issue that we've seen that stunts the growth of a husband and wife team in the business is just their ability to make a decision. Mm. Because mm-hmm. if you can't come to a joint decision, you just don't move forward. Mm-hmm. Or one person's going to override the other one and it's a mess. <laughs> it's a hot mess, right? So we told one of our clients recently, they said, look, I'd rather you be unified in the wrong decision than being disjointed in the right decision. Mm, wow. Because when you're disjointed in decision, right or wrong, it's never a good thing. Mm -hmm. But when you're unifying decision, even if it's the, if it doesn't work out, you're not finger pointing, right? And you figure out a way we're going to fix this. Mm -hmm. But majority of the time, regardless of what business you're in or who the couples are, Majority of time, the unified decision is going to be the right decision. And there's going to be off chance. There's going to be that minority of time where the decision doesn't work out, but still it's repairable because you're on the same page. You're on the team. You're unifying the decision making. So we're just going to figure out how to make it work, how to fix it. Right. But when you're disjointed in the decision making, it's, it's never a good thing. And then there's also different degrees of working together. That's what I, okay, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Cause that would, I, I was going to ask you a question about that, but, um, say more, Kaylee. Because I've had uh, wives come up to me and they're like, I want to start this business, but my husband is not on board. He wants nothing to do with it. He just tells me, you go do it. And, you know, and they keep pushing the issue. Mm -hmm. And they're like, how do I get my husband to go in business with me? Mm -hmm. I said, well, another way to look at it is what is he good at? Like, I'll say to them, are you good at IT? And they're like, no, I hate it. I'm horrible. I'm like, is your husband? And one gal said, yes. Oh my gosh, he's great. Mm -hmm. I said, why don't you ask him to do something he loves? And if he loves IT, say, honey, would you mind helping me out in this area? Even though it's your business, you're running it. And he probably will be all excited like, oh, I could do that as Mm -hmm. opposed to try and envision this whole business that somebody else's, you know I mean? Not everybody's a visionary. Right. And so she's like, oh, I think he would like that. She goes, he loves that stuff. And, you know, like something that's going to make him come alive, kind of like, and he knows he can do it mm-hmm. and it brings him joy and pleasure. Yeah. And the one thing that I really appreciate, there were many things that I appreciated about your book. Um, the one thing that I thought was really a good message to send was the fact that even if, um, because we're talking about couples in, and I'm throwing up air quotes, in business, but it doesn't necessarily need to be that both are like officially in the business, but there needs to be some level of intentionality around inviting the family into what's going on with the business Mm -hmm. just so that there is greater support and community. Can you share Mm -hmm. more about what that potentially looks like if it's just, 
you've got the family there on the sidelines, but what does it look like? And, and what do you think is the responsibility of whomever that, that business owner is to include or invite the family member, whether it's the spouse or the children to at least engage in some level of awareness around the business? Yeah, especially when the one spouse isn't working the business, it's how, how to best involve them, right? They all, I think they all want to know at some level what's going on in the business, some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they want to know how to support you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's one of our, our clients that the wife, he's, he has this law practice. His wife was a nurse and he mentioned on one of our calls that he felt alone in building this business. Mm. And he's made this comment before to his wife mm-hmm. and she would get upset mm-hmm. because she's like, what do you mean you're alone? I'm here. Right. And I, I bring you lunch to your office and this, that, and the other thing. And so we, you know, you know, the five languages of love. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about that and his was basically words of affirmation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she was giving him acts of service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what he meant by alone, and this is again, where conflict comes in because you don't know how to communicate to each other. He's communicating something, but she totally re- misunderstands what he's meaning. He was meaning just more moral support and emotional support. That's what he needed, but she was giving him more, you know, acts of service and he didn't know how to communicate that. And that's obviously where the, the breakdown of communication happened. But once he understood that and once they understood what he needed, it was a total game changer. And ironically, she's a nurse and a nurse educator. And that's what she does in a profession is give words of affirmation to her patients. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of, it was really funny at the one they la- they started laughing. I'm like, we're like, Priscilla, isn't that what you're good at? That's like one of your gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to do the spiritual gift test. And that's when whatever gifts were. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, she's like, yeah. It's like, hey, why don't you channel it towards your husband? And so we had a good laugh about it. But that's that's an example of how even if the spouse isn't working in business, there's always a level of support they can bring into it. It doesn't mean they have to be involved day to day, but there's always that level of support they can bring in and just identifying what that is. Yeah, um, I definitely appreciate that. And I think... Um, you know, so much of even when you all talked about boundaries and lack thereof and the conflict resolution and so much of it to me, I hear and it is communication. It's like being really yeah. uh, having that clarity and yeah. being comfortable with speaking very specifically what your need is for both and everyone in the, the family. Because I think um, as you all lift up in the book, because entrepreneurship is a very you know, it's sun up to sun down, right? Um, And very quickly, the business becomes, to you all's point, the mistress. And then it feels like, well, you know, that's when regret bubbles up or, you know, people are antagonistic around the fact that you've got this thing, but it's, it's not only the communication, but then it's also the celebration. It's, Mm -hmm. I appreciate the way that you all, um, when we first started talking, um, you mentioned the fact that you're just getting back from this six week journey. And so much of that is because you were intentional around celebrating the success of the business. So talk to us more, um, about what that looks like, like the intentionality that's required in order to, yes, it's hard work, but then the intentionality that's required in order to also celebrate so that the family members don't become regretful or antagonistic around this, this place that the business owner may be spending so much of their time in. Well, with our trip, it was six weeks, like you were saying, and we were, there were specific places that we were going to go. 
And then there was other fun places we wanted to go as well that were along the trip. So we planned that in so that we could stop and have fun along the way. So it wasn't just like a big, long driving trip. It was like, oh, we're going to be here for a day. And then we're, you know what I mean? Like you're just moving, moving, moving to each city every day. I mean, that's exhausting. So we went to like the Grand Tetons. We went to Bryce. And then we also left in enough. We planned a good amount of it. And then also was intentional about leaving in some downtime mm. for the Holy Spirit to show up and connect us with different people, which happened. They'll be like, oh, my gosh, we got this person we want you to meet. Mm-hmm. And Robert would be on the car. He'd be in the car talking to him on the phone. I'd be walking the dog. And they're like, yeah, we want you to come speak. These were complete strangers. Wow. And they invited us over and then we went to their coffee shop and they had like 30 cup, 30 people there. You know what I mean? So you have to leave a little bit of time for the unknown and for God to show up and see how he wants to bless you. And just on a regular basis too, it's just, we just set like times. What are we going to celebrate? When are we going to celebrate? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a big milestone or a big sales you know, contract or anything like that. But even the small things, mm-hmm. you know, like when Kaylee, did her first Toastmaster speech, you know, so, okay, where do you want to go for lunch? And, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just regularly check-ins that monthly, quarterly and yearly check-in about what have, what have we accomplished and just let's recognize that. Right. And so um, things that are spontaneous, but also we can pre-plan. How do we make sure we do celebrate even the small things and, and even getting on a schedule? So, you know, a lot of times we're, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is basically creating a business plan and recognizing when you hit certain metrics, right? It's not, it sounds so business-like, but that's unfortunately why most entrepreneur couples or entrepreneurs in general have a lack of balance is because they have no plan of their mm. life. They may have a plan for the business, but they really don't have for the plan, the life aspect. Yeah. And so they're just reacting to everything that business is doing. And it naturally becomes the mistress mm-hmm. because your priority is, is, is the business because that's the only plan you have. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, Robert, Kaylee, this has been a wonderful conversation. It's always um, a pleasure connecting with you all. You all are so inspirational. And um, Jerome and I just admire you so much and the work that you do and are grateful for the ways that you support other couples in business together. If folks are listening in and they want to tap into your coaching, consulting services and or the new book, where should they visit? Well, if they just go to marriedentrepreneur.co, then they can hit, hit all of that, right? And there's a link to the book, but the book website is thetandembook.com. Um, and it's also available on Amazon. But yeah, if you go to marriedentrepreneur.co, then you'll, you'll get, you'll see the book too, as well as just what we do as far as consultants. And, um, yeah, and the yeah, book yeah, is called connect, connect Tandem, The Entrepreneur's Guide for Better Work-Life Balance. Excellent. Well, thank you all so much for your time and, again, for just your contributions to uh, lifting up married couples in the world of entrepreneurship. Thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you, Kelly, for having us. Pleasure to be on. The Boost Podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth-minded. If you, your business, or organization would like to share your service, product, or expertise with the Boost Podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard. Email kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. 
Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com.